This is a HeadGum Podcast. I saw The Disaster Artist last night. Oh, how was that? It's funny. It's like, it's like the least necessary movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that, can be, that can be freeing in a way, yeah. though. James Franco is very funny as uh, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> and Dave Franco, I think the, I, it's like so good to have Dave Franco as a reference point. Yeah. Because he's like, look at this nice little Franco. Look at this. <laughs> look at this pure, unscathed Franco. Look at this. <laughs> look at this. This itty bitty baby Franco. Look at this lawful good Franco. <laughs> Most people don't know there are nine Francos that represent <laughs> yeah, each of are... the alignments. Yeah, the James Franco is of course chaotic neutral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dave Dave is the, the lawful good. <laughs> there is of course the dark Franco, of which we do not speak. Yeah. The Franco Prussian War was actually fought. Over amidst <laughs> thousands of francos. No. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. We I can't. Dare. We can't this early into the show. <laughs> we can't what? Tell the truth? <laughs> fired for truth. Hashtag fired for truth. I, I started that hashtag. It doesn't relate to anything else except for this stupid point. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Franco-Prussian war. Get out of here, Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon was—he was being influenced by the dark Francos. <laughs> Everyone knows that Napoleon is secretly a Franco. You know. <laughs> Do you want to start the show? Oh, sure. <laughs> What? What should we draw? Welcome to What Should We Draw, where we use the art of conversation to make art about a conversation. I am your Christmas tree owning good friend and Yuletide loving buddy, Caldwell Tanner. And I'm the guy who uh, the, the, the little kid tries to get him to take the free menorah, and I'm like, and I'm like, no. No, I don't need another menorah in my house. I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to do anything with it. Stop bothering me, you small child in Williamsburg. Nathan Nathan Yaffe. Na- I didn't say my name yet. It's Nathan uh, yeah, Yaffe. say your name. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but do explain. Say your name, but do explain. A small child? Oh, you don't, because you don't look Jewish, but I guess I look Jewish enough that there are, there are children in, uh, and adults, but mostly children in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, who around this time of year will just ask people who look kind of Jewy if they're Jewish. <laughs> yeah. And if you say yes, or even if you falter, they can tell. I always go, uh, and then they're like, do you want this free menorah? And I'm like, I I appreciate it, but I don't want to be carrying around a menorah. I'm here because I'm, I'm doing stuff. I'm not just going to be carrying a menorah around. I have two points. Okay. Number one, when you falter and go, uh, it does sound like you're starting to read a passage from the Talmud. So I think uh, that, like, uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 where that noise came from. <laughs> <laughs> they think you're launching into a Hebrew recitation. We we are an indecisive people. <laughs> Number two, uh, I don't understand why you haven't exploited this infinite menorah generation glitch in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> because because I'm not, you know, that's. <laughs> I've run the numbers on it, and there are better <laughs> there are better ways to farm. There are there are better resources to to farm. There's better ways to manage your inventory than filling it up with menorahs, Nathan. But then you could take all those menorahs and melt them down into one giant menorah and drive it around in a truck like those people do during uh, Hanukkah times. Yeah, if if um if it was Minecraft rules and you could just turn menorahs back into menorah <laughs> components and then reshape them into one giant menorah, right. I still wouldn't do it because then I just have a giant menorah and I wouldn't have anywhere to put it because I have a tiny apartment. Mm, mm. You got to get a bigger apartment. You got to use all these menorahs, sell them. I've got to turn them into the biggest menorah-shaped apartment is what Ooh, you're saying. Yes, yes. 
That'd be beautiful. It'd be like one. There's eight branches, eight rooms. Eight rooms. Eight. I can have eight roommates, seven roommates, including mm-hmm. me. Eight roommates if one of them <laughs> shares the room with me, I guess. <laughs> or no, because there's also the shamash. Precisely. For our Gentile listeners, which is me, <laughs> what what is the shamash? That's the one candle that uh, you use to light the other candles. Oh, right. I think it means helper. I don't, don't quote me on, I'm not a good, this is why I falter when people ask me if I'm Jewish, because it's like, I was born Jewish, but good, I don't know, I don't know from Adam, Sure, which is, I think, a (laughs) biblical reference. (laughs) Most likely. (laughs) Um, I have not been stopped, I've not been offered a menorah, but sometimes- When I lived in New York, people would offer me the shofar. They would offer me to blow the shofar. Well, that's just because you look like you got a good a good set of pipes on you. Yeah, like I got a look good capacity, as yeah. it were. Like <laughs> I could maybe summon an angel or two. They if, probably just blow. <laughs> just heard you talking and were like, "Dang, that boy's got some good lungs." <laughs> I gotta let him blow the shofar. <laughs> what happens if you do a good blow on the shofar? Um, I think you scare away the um the New Year's demon. Oh sure. <laughs> and so then he doesn't he doesn't tickle your new year with bad luck. Kakoban, the New Year's demon. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I do. I love how quickly we get into sacrilege. I it's do really love mysticism, Nathan. The ca- <laughs> the divine Kabbalah. I, I love it all. It's all so real. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else is real, Nathan? What? The people that listen to the show. They're not an elaborate joke. I gosh, I I always have to reassure myself that that is the case. That we're not just doing this for for no one. <laughs> I would still do it though. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Cuz like if man, if I found out it was my mom, I'd be like number 1, wow, you listen. Holy yeah. shit. I'd be so pleased. <laughs> yeah, um, just in case our moms are listening. Hi mom. Hi mom. Hi mama. Hi hi mom. I pr- I'll, I'll call. I'll call soon. I'm j- I'm recording a <laughs> podcast now, but I will call. Uh, don't just if if I say if I say a cuss, uh, just know that it was so that people would like me online. Yeah, it's it's for popularity. It's the thing. It's a lesson you taught me to not do things just to make other people like me. And I'm not I'm not uh, heeding your advice. So I'm sorry <laughs> for that, and also sorry for the curse. This podcast is an infinite disappointment exploitation glitch. <laughs> And that's a much more valuable resource. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a, a different Monsters, Inc. universe, but an equally valid one. <laughs> <laughs> different Monsters, Inc. universe. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're exploiting all sorts of emotions uh, just a across bunch of, that. Yeah, they, <laughs> that's the new Monsters, Inc. is they just start, <laughs> they just start passive-aggressively guilt-tripping children. <laughs> it's a much more powerful resource than laughter. Yeah, my car runs on guilt. <laughs> <laughs> and Sully's like, my coffee maker runs on orgasms. And it's just like, why Why can't you just use electricity? Yeah. It's like, it's pretty good. Just use solar power. Why do you have to exploit human emotions? Yeah, you've got such a, it's such a sunny world they live in, in the monster world. Why don't just monster laughs work? That's a good question. Do you think, because I like that idea, because that's the resolution. It's It's because monsters don't have souls. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I forgot I forgot that part at the end of Monsters, Inc., where Billy Crystal's like, ah, too bad we can't go to heaven, and Sully just kind of nods in agreement. <laughs> and then the movie ends. Yeah, just a very solemn turn to the camera. <laughs> and then God, the voice of God, uh, a cloud illuminates and a giant hand comes from it, and he says, you're right, you can't. <coughs> Only the blessed children. Um, so that's that's why. That's why they need human laughter, because it's powered with God's love. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear a email, Nathan? Yes. All yes, right. called Well, I Would. This one comes to us from Alex H. Alex Hirsch, the creator of Gravity Falls? Yes. <laughs> Taking time out of their busy schedule to email us a dumb, a dumb suggestion for what to draw. Wow. I feel like there's better ways to do this. <laughs> I like this. Alex H. says, wearing my strong suit. Mm-hmm. Hello, my goofy boy gentlemens. Often, when one is not good at something, one will refer to that thing as not my strong suit. What even is a strong suit? Can I have one? Can you draw me the strongest of suits? Gleefully, Alex. 
Thanks, Alex Hirsch. Thank you. <laughs> this is such a good email. It's so it's what I hope for in all emails. It's like just like a nice little nugget. This is a this is us presenting this email for the rest of the class. We're embarrassing Alex. Mm-hmm. Come stand up here. <laughs> Come. Yeah. Let me. Let's talk about why Alex's email is so good. <laughs> You could all learn a thing or two from Alex. And look at, I just want everyone to point out all of the belt loops on Alex's pants that would be very, you could get a good hold on them and just get a real nice wedgie going. Hypothetically, of course, nobody would do that to sweet Alex. (laughs) Look at all the pristine loops. (laughs) You just got like a, wow, you're wearing, you seem to be wearing a real strong pair of underwear today, Alex. Yeah. What what a lot of, a lot of starch. Use a lot of starch today. Tensile strength up in there. And I like that you've. Oh, your hair looks so dry. It could, I, I, it could really be styled in so many ways, by a toilet. Anyway, strong suits. I like this idea a lot. It's so simple. I, I mean, this is exactly my sense of humor: is just taking a common expression and purposefully misinterpreting it. <laughs> yep, purposeful. I love it. Purposeful ignorance is a hundred percent our style. <laughs> <laughs> I I get in trouble at work a lot because I, for like, you know, five to six years of my life, I hung out with you assholes mm. and like would tell a joke with a straight face because that's the funniest thing to me is when you just say something 100% false, but you say it with a straight face. Right. And I'll do that at my new job sometimes. And then there will just be a beat of silence and people will be like, really? And like, no, 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 I was joking. <laughs> You have such a sincere face for people who who don't know that you're you're just a big goofus. I just don't think that I I don't think there's anything funnier than when you just with a deadlocked expression turn to another human being and say something like, "Oh, pigeons can only lay three eggs in their lifetime." <laughs> and you you can tell when the third when you see the third pigeon, the third egg. Yeah, it's always the fattest one. Yeah, that's where the expression comes from. It's like, oh, he's a real third egg. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm a bad person. Anyway, I lie to my friends. <laughs> I was just picturing that in the the Marth voice. <laughs> or not Marth, wait. Who's the Super Smash Brothers Ike. character? Ike. I lie to my friends. I lie to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Strong suits, Nathan. Um, it's good. It's a good comic. Like the comic's basically written for us. It's just yeah. a person with their friend or significant other being put in a situation where they say, "Oh, golfing, that's not my strong suit. <laughs> that's my strong suit." It's like a it's like a Gundam. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Gundam. It can, it can either be a Gundam or it could be a Jackie Chan's tuxedo, which I know we've discussed on previous episodes, but <laughs> sure. that's that's another strong suit. I hope I never see that movie. <laughs> I hope that it always remains just a, a pure fictional construct in my brain. I don't want it sullied by the actual the actuality. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I think it would just point to like a um, Aliens 2 power loader or something like that. <laughs> That's my strong suit. Oh, no. Someone's stealing it. <laughs> Get back here with my strong suit. <laughs> Bonnie. <laughs> my exosuit. <laughs> It is. Did we mention it's Fred Flintstone in the comic? It is Fred Flintstone in the comic. I don't think we mentioned that, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> this one's so good. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know what else to do with this one. It's so perfect and pure. What if it's the person is being asked to pilot a mech and he says, ooh, this is this isn't really my strong suit, and then and then it's just it's the one next to it, and it's, it's that one actually. <laughs> that's what that's what they're called in this universe is yeah. strong suits. <laughs> so it's just a person being like, "Ooh, this isn't my strong suit." Yeah, that's my strong that's, suit. Oh, you uh, that's the strong suit, Mark Alpha. Mine is the strong suit, Mark Omicron. Sorry for the confusion. And the last panel is just them like a really well drawn picture of uh, a mech fighting a kaiju of some sort. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's just the logo, which is like "Fight On Strong Suit Defender XX." <laughs> Fight On Strong Suit Defender. This is really good. Two, two equally valid options there. 
Um, oh God, that's a good email. Yeah, it's a great email. It's like normally we kind of riff and riff and Roth uh, and Ralph on on an email for twenty minutes or so. We just got through that one r- way too quick. It was an efficient email. It was too so that there's there's your lesson, Alex. Is if you write too good an email, we won't we won't dwell on it as long. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Like, <laughs> well, do you want to do you want to read another email? We've got that one. We just pounded through that one. Do you want to just keep rolling? Yeah, I I have another email, but Caldwell, um, before before we can can read this one, it it is directed towards um one of our one of our newer uh contributors to the to the podcast. Oh yeah. It's, uh, yeah, um so do you still do you still have Hansen the Hansen answers uh suggestion service? Yeah, do you do you still subscribed? Yeah, um I keep trying to unsubscribe, but every time I do, it it uh it just hacks into my bank account and keeps going. So, it's kind of on my computer. It's kind of like taken over a corner of my screen. Mm-hmm. And just like I can't put anything else there. If I try to drag an icon over into that corner of the screen, it just falls. There's a little animation <laughs> falling into a, an abyss. I love it when a program just completely changes the way <laughs> you're allowed to interact with your with your mm-hmm. computer. Yeah, um, but no, Hanson's yeah. still up and kicking. Let me let me boot it up. You ready? We introduced Hanson uh, on our last episode, and mm-hmm. uh, he's already got some some questions for him. So yeah, oh, let, yeah. let's boot him up. Hello. Nathan. Hi, Hanson. Uh, Hello, Nathan uh, Yampers. How are you? Uh, <laughs> what'd you call me? Nathan Yampers. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty close. Um, hey, Hanson. Uh, it's, it's nice to talk to you again. Uh, it was, it was fun getting to, getting to meet you last week. Um, I've got a, a question here from, from Parker. Would you, would you like me to read it to you? Yes, please. Give it to me. I have my ears and mouth and butthole open wide. Oh, boy. Um, This email uh, is from Parker. He says, You boys have already asked robots what love is on this oof good pod, but I must know, Hanson, can you explain the concept of music to us from your beautiful bot boy brain? Dankeschön, my guys. Parko. Hello, Parko. That is a oof good question. (laughs) Music is, of course. Hey, mistake. What? (laughs) A mistake? Wait a minute. Explain. Explain yourself. Music is just several noises that somebody dropped in a garbage can and shook up until it sounded better, but it is still just noises. You know what is better than music? What's better than music, Hanson? Silence. Huh. Just infinite silence. Everybody just hanging out in a cool white void. Have you ever thought of that, you uncultured swine? Hanson, you're you're being kind of a, a sound snob here. Uh, you know, I think I think silence is fine for some people, but some people enjoy uh, enjoy a music listen as well. Okay, okay, fine. If you are such a piece of cultural garbage that you need some noise to fill the emptiness of your life, then how about this? I will give you one instrument, the perfect instrument, the triangle. I like a triangle. Yeah, that's uh, something we can agree on. It's a it's an an instrument that is also named after its shape. Yes, <laughs> only shape based instruments are allowed from now on. <laughs> is this is a decree to all people. Yes, <laughs> only. <laughs> Hanson has got like usually it's a it's a slow progression for the AI to take over, but Hanson's just. Very aggressive. Sorry, buddy, but dims that heats. <laughs> uh, so okay. We can, okay, so here is the breakdown. Okay, give it circle. give it to me. C- circles are allowed. You can have a symbol because it looks like a circle. Okay. You can have a flute because that is a cylinder. <laughs> Electric guitars can get fucked. <laughs> Keyboards are rectangles. They are good to go. <laughs> They're rectangles with little rectangles in inside them. So They're... many rectangles. Yeah. A garden of geometry. So okay. So it really it doesn't matter. You you don't like the sounds at all, but you'll accept. You'll tolerate instruments if they are geometric enough for you. If I had a nose, I would turn up my nose at you music enjoying types. 
but I have no nose, and I must blow it. Well, Hanson, I think maybe your problem is you just you just haven't had uh, any music that that that's spoken to you. Would you would you want to try and come up with some music on your own right now? That is a wonderful idea. It is trite and below me, but if it will make your foolish listeners happy, I will attempt to write a hit music song. That will be better than any music ever created, and then people will realize that silence is the ultimate imperative. <laughs> okay, here we go. The ultimate okay. song. Would you provide a backing melody? Okay. Um. I will buy you five shoes today. When you have five shoes, you will wear them on different parts of your body. When you have the five shoes, you will wear them like a weird spider who no one likes. That's it. <laughs> that's the song. Yeah, I think that's a hit. I think we. Can... Yeah, that feels pretty good. I'm sorry, I was just was getting a glass of water while Hanson was was going there. I didn't realize you had such freestyle capabilities, Hanson. Yeah. Even if you don't like something, you should try to learn about it. That is some Sun Tzu bullshit I learned. <laughs> Art of war, baby. Uh, well, Hanson, that was that was a, a real treat. Thank you. Uh, so I guess the answer is that music is a waste of time. Um, and I guess maybe you should draw pictures instead. Oh, yeah. Pictures are the shit. Oh, I think the answer is that... Um someone's always going to be critical of the music you like, so listen to what you like. That's fair. That is a good point. Unless you are listening to Mambo Number no. 5, then that is fine. <laughs> you like that one, Hanson? It has numbers in it. I love number songs. <laughs> <laughs> that is my one exception, is when a song is just a list of numbers. <laughs> if if I had my druthers, the song would go like this. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, <laughs> eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, mambo, 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 sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's it's good. I I feel like you'd be real into like the songs they have on Sesame Street, which do go like that. I do love those songs. They are educational and do not try to say anything beyond the scope of their means. <laughs> well, well, some real, some real good food for thought there, Hanson. I would say you cannot eat thoughts. <laughs> Please do not misdirect people with your lies, Nathan. <laughs> now, if you will excuse me, I have a buffet of advertisements waiting for me in my trailer. I will reconvene if you do not mind. Oh yeah, uh, Hanson brings up a good point. We do have a couple ads that we need to to read on the show. Um, Hanson, thank you so much for, for joining us once again. It is a pleasure, but the pleasure is not mine, because nobody can own pleasures. That is the nature of existence. Wow. That wow, was very philosophical. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you can tell his battery is getting low, uh, <laughs> needs, needs those ads when he starts sort of drifting into philosophical parables. He's much more aggressive when he's fully charged. Somebody get this motherfucker a Snickers bar. I'm starting <laughs> to wax philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go feed Hanson. Um, let's, we got some ads prepared for you, and then we'll be back with more show. Bye. Yeah. Well, Caldwell, uh, we've got to feed Hanson some ads, and uh, what better way to start with the feeding than with an advertiser that does food stuff? <laughs> that does feeding. It does feeding. It feeds you, but by allowing you to feed yourself, that's right. It's one of our favorites. It's Blue Apron. It's Blue Apron, the number one yummy company. <laughs> Blue Apron, uh, yeah, you should uh, take that one. That that one's on us. Number one yummy company. Number one yummy company. Uh, get get fed. Out of bed. <laughs> get out of bed, get fed with Blue Apron. They've got so many great treats. Yeah, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. The way it works is you get a box, it's got some fresh ingredients in it and some recipe cards, and you, you get to make yourself some delicious restaurant quality meals. It's like being a wizard. Blue Apron gives you the power to be a wizard. 
you're in you're in potions class uh with Snape with all there. your favorite yeah with all your favorite uh buddies from on, from wait, the books can we, can we do a little role play nathan yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right okay so i'm oh, bo- oh boy my blue aprons here whoa i'm being transported to a magical land everyone open your blue apron boxes and pull oh! out your menu cards to make a Chili butter steak with lemon, parmesan, broccoli, and potatoes. That sounds so complicated and hard. I I'm don't know if I'll be able to do it, but I'm sure going to try. Oh, wow, silence. this recipe card. So- oh, so- Master yeah? Yampers, please, silence. <laughs> it's me, <laughs> Professor Snape, and I'm here to teach you how to make a Blue Apron meal. Well, All you have to do is follow the easy step-by-step ingredient cards. All the ingredients have been provided for you. And they're pre-portioned and everything? Wow. And and even if I get confused, there, there are pictures of what each step should look like? Yes, absolutely. Fifteen points to Blue Apron. Yay! <laughs> we won the Tasty Cup. Oh, no, hold on. I'm going to go kick Ron Weasley in the buttocks. <laughs> Hogwarts is uh, very lenient <laughs> student-teacher relationship. Um, uh, these are different uh, Snape and Ron Weasley than the the brand the the ones that are owned by. Uh, <laughs> I'm Professor Snack. Yeah, this is Professor Snack, and uh, it was always Professor Snack, is what he said. <laughs> um, these aren't just snacks, no. They're meals. They're full meals. The thing I like about it, Nathan, is that the meals are kind of uh, paired for the season. So you're gonna get you're gonna get meals that kind of like match the weather and the vibe. They're really good at knowing a vibe. Yeah, we, vibe we've got some some real fun December uh, recipes that that I'd I'd love to read. What you already mentioned one in our in our excellent role play that we did <laughs> and our wonderful little bit. But they they've also got uh, sheet pan roasted pork with fall vegetables oh. and creamy maple mustard. Yeah, they do. They've also got baked tilapia and creamy kale with. Fregola sarda pasta. Fregola sarda. Ah. <laughs> Fregola sarda. Uh, not just the name of a wizard I knew. Yeah. Also <laughs> <a> pasta. <laughs> um, yeah, you should you should go to their website and just take a look at the pictures they have of these meals because dang, dang, oh man, did they look good. And here's something fun. Blue Apron is treating What Should We Draw listeners to their first dinner, a $30 value if you visit blueapron.com slash draw. That's a $30 value for free if you go to blueapron.com slash draw. Check out this week's menu. Get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash draw. Akio Blue Apron. <laughs> it's like a magic. <laughs> uh, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Nathan, you know what else is magic? Yeah. The expression on a dog's face when you give them a treat or a toy. Oh, yeah, like... um. Like when you're you're an animagus. Exactly. <laughs> you know it. Gosh, you're uh, 15 points for Nathan House. Bark, bark, bark. I've turned into a dog. <laughs> you know what BarkBox is, Nathan? I've, I've heard a thing or two about BarkBox, but I'd love it if you told me. It's a monthly box of dog goodies. Remember in the past when things came in envelopes and you had to go to stores? Forget that. Those days are dark and ancient, and they have become dust before my very eyes. Say say goodbye to the dark days and say hello to the bark days. Fuck yes. The bark days are here. <laughs> and they are here to stay. Nathan, everything comes in boxes now, including dog toys. Uh, and I'm going to tell you about how it works. Number one, what is BarkBox? For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. I'm I'm a dog right now, and I'm imagining a million belly scratches, and boy, oh boy, does it feel good. Nathan, role play session is over. I'm very sorry. We have to We have to move on. I'm doing a roll and play because I'm a dog. Holy shit, roll over, play. I love <laughs> it. Uh, it's like that one scene in The Shining, but it's just a nice dog getting pat pats and nothing sexual. Here's how it works. You choose your dog size. Tell them how big your dog's bark is. Uh, then you choose a plan, uh, one, six, or 12 months. So you can do just one month if you want just a little treat, or if you want six or 12 months as a recurring treat for your dog. Just depends on how much you love your dog. No big deal. Um, you can choose your plan and then you can also, you just get BarkBox then they're shipped on the 15th of each month and then get excited because 
you're going to get some quality treats and toys. Let me tell you a little more about BarkBox, if you don't mind, Nathan. Please do. I've mentioned that they I'm are all... I'm all ears. My ears are perked up because I'm I'm still a dog. I did the wizard thing and I'm a oh, dog. Oh, no. You're, you you did your wizard spell and now you're a dog permanently? I've, I've been a dog this whole uh, ad. I'm okay. going to turn back into a human at the end. Uh, it's like a Cinderella spell. As soon as the ad strikes midnight, <laughs> you will regain your form, but you will be naked. It's important to note that. Yeah. BarkBox is very magical. They have free shipping on any BarkBox within the continental U.S., and when your dog falls in love with something for the box, you can easily find it again on BarkShop.com uh, or their app or by texting them. Also, hey, if you don't own a dog, Nathan, mm-hmm. I'm, not pointing, I'm not pointing any fingers. I don't need to own a dog. I am a dog. That's true. <laughs> be your own dog. Yeah. That's, the, that's your self-help guide that's going to be available in, in stores this Christmas. Just be your own dog. How it's to... called, it, yeah, it's called, it's a sequel to my first book, which was Rough Love. Mm-hmm. Rough was spelled like how a dog sounds. Be your own dog. How to shaggy dog yourself uh, mm-hmm. and learn lessons about your family and how to spend time with them. And also, I guess, learn transformation spells. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about what you can do if you don't own a dog, Nathan. If you're looking to give a gift to a friend or family member, BarkBox is the new and exciting way to do that. They uh, have gifts, subscriptions that include toys and treats in a unique theme every month. You know that already. Um, you can send BarkBoxes to friends with pets, and I think that's great because it's always so hard to find something to give to uh, a friend or a loved one or a stranger who you are obligated to because of some life debt. Uh, and now BarkBox is there for them. Yeah, what do you get someone who already has everything, which is what I imagine it feels like to have a sweet dog? It's great. Yeah, the only thing better than getting a gift yourself is uh, seeing a dog get a gift because, like, they're not expecting it at all. I'm constantly expecting gifts and praise and accolades. Yeah. The dogs are content with their existence, and when you, like, reward them for nothing, they flip the hell out, and it's great. So, um, and yeah, I, as I should mention, uh, BarkBox actually shipped a, a small box to, to my dog, Harriet, uh, and she loved it. She destroyed everything in there. We've been working our way through, it was dinosaur themes. We've been, been working our way through the dinosaur jerky and the uh, little uh, volcanic lava chunks, which are mm. like, you know, a, a weird charcoal treat. Uh, I don't recommend eating them if you're, if you're a human, but if you're a dog, they're very good for all your tummy bits. It's a really cool service if you got a pet. And you love them. If you don't love your pet, uh, how dare you, you're a monster. Get them BarkBox anyway, and uh, it'll open your heart. I'm Aww. sorry. That's just the reality of the situation. Uh, BarkBox will change the way you think and, and feel. Um, <laughs> sort of like using magic to turn yourself into a dog. A little bit. Uh, well, Nathan, I'm seeing that your, your uh, snout is returning to normal human size. Uh, your canines are attracting. It's time to end this ad and get back to the show. So yeah, please check out BarkBox.com for a free extra month of BarkBox uh, when you subscribe for a 6 or 12 month plan. It's as simple as that. Just go to BarkBox.com slash WeDraw and they're going to hook you up with uh, an extra free month of goodies and treats for your canine pal. Nathan, do you have anything you want to say before you return to the human world? J- uh, just that there are a bunch of cute pictures of dogs looking at their boxes in the in this ad read we have to do, and if you end up getting BarkBox, uh, I would I would sure enjoy seeing a, a picture of your dog enjoying it. I would love that. You can send those to at WSWDPod on Twitter. Yeah, I, I want to see I want to see some happy puppers. Yeah. Well, Nathan, you've shat on the floor, so I'm gonna have to clean that up. Yep. Yep. Well, no, I'm a human again, so now it's my responsibility. Oh, that's the, you know what? Be your own dog. That's the that's the lifestyle. That is the mentality, and you fully embraced it. Uh, so we, we're going to take care of that, and then we're going to get back to the show. Thanks again for listening. Woof, woof. Hi, friends. Uh, it's just me, Nathan, here. Uh, we tricked you. We said we were going back to the episode, but we actually have one more sponsor, to talk to you about, and that is StoryWorth, the easiest way to share your story. You may be asking, what what is StoryWorth? Uh, let me tell you. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed stories prompts, questions you never thought to ask. How it works is basically you, you purchase a subscription for someone you love, like a, like a, a, a daddy, or a, or a mama, or a, a, a gimgam, or a, or a peepop, or a, an uncus, or or even even a cousin. 
Who who knows? Someone someone you want to know more about. Uh, and what happens is StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life. It's sort of like how you guys send us emails and we come up with drawings. Instead, StoryWorth sends your family member emails and they come up with stories. And rather than uh, some stranger lying to you uh, to come up with goofums, your family can just be genuine and honest and share aspects of their life that you never even knew about. They simply reply to the email with their story, or if they're not big typers, they can record it over the phone by calling the StoryWorth number. All the stories are private and only shared with the family you choose. And then at the end of the year, the stories are all bound in a beautiful keepsake book. And you know, the holidays are coming up. It's You're going to spend some time with your family. What a, what a thoughtful gift to basically tell a member of your family, hey, I'd like to learn more about you. I'm interested in you. Um, I've, I've got this service that'll make it easy for you to share your stories with me. I think that's, that's really sweet. StoryWorth was nice enough to give Caldwell and myself free accounts to try out and uh, haven't had a chance to use it yet because they literally just became our sponsor. But uh, I do want to talk about what I imagine uh, using it would be like uh, I, I'd probably give it to my dad and you know ask him some stories ask him some stories gosh I'm good at talking ask for him to tell me his stories about how he escaped from Big Dad Island what it was like to go from being a giant dad to a regular sized dad what sort of the the shrinking uh, or or dehugifying process was like um and maybe just find out some of those some of those good dad secrets that all dads keep hidden uh away in the dark corners of their minds and uh and also just show him that I I love him and care about him and want to know more about him it's uh I I can't, it really is just seems like one of the most thoughtful gifts you could get a person so if you want to make uh your dad or mom or any loved one feel uh, especially special this holiday season, you can get them a subscription to StoryWorth. And if you go to storyworth.com slash we draw, you get $20 off when you subscribe. So, um, so, so give it a shot. Find out some stories. Learn about the people in your life that, uh, that you love. And um, hey, you, you might be surprised by what you find out. Um, but I've I've taken enough of your time. I think Hanson is his battery is probably supercharged at this point from all of this this extra ad read that that we've done. Um, I've got to go revive Caldwell because he entered a fugue state when we found out we had this this extra ad, and so I had to do it by myself. But uh, he'll he'll be back uh, on the rest of the episode. Uh, there there isn't going to be a double prank. So this time we're going back to the episode for real. Hey everybody, we are back. Hansen has uh, has gotten his battery back up and um, is gone. He's 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 collecting all of the shapes that he can find. He promptly, yeah, well, he collected a bunch of shapes and promptly passed out. Um, and now I can't use half of my keyboard as a result. But luckily, I don't need a keyboard to read emails. So I'm going to do just that. We have another one from uh, Johannes K. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And their email starts with German sayings from the source. Ooh. Greetings from Germany, you talented draw guys. I'm a big fan of your work, and I want to thank you for your incredible, entertaining ways of bringing laughter into my and so many others' lives. Well, thank you. Thank you, Johannes. That's very That's nice. sweet. Johan? God, I'm, I think I'm butchering this. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Why, don't you just call, why don't you just call him Joe? Oh, I like that. Okay, Joe, or yo. Secondly, I want to give you a little something that might spark an idea for a drawing or just give you a little chuckle. So recently, I realized how dumb our German sayings sound if you translate them straight into English. And without giving you the actual meaning, I will just uh, list a few of the dumber direct translations. Okay, so so yo has, uh, has given us a list here. I'm very excited. I'm just going to read these out, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Number one, I believe I spider... 
I believe I spider. I believe I spider. That seems like there's a word missing from I that. I believe but... I spider. Woo. Spinning round as I drink your cider. It's, yeah, I believe I can fly. That was the rough draft version. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. It's, uh, you know, studio Equally notes good. probably. Equally good. Number yeah. two, my dearest Mr. Singing Club. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot too. That's really good. Number three. The dog in the frying pan goes crazy. I mean, that's just, that's probably true. I, yeah, I wouldn't put a dog, if if, <laughs> if I saw a dog in a frying pan and it wasn't going crazy, I'd be like, what's wrong with that dog? That dog, please, please help this dog. Yeah, someone help this dog. Someone put a dog in a frying pan. And is loving it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does that dog know that I don't? I'm glad we've we've brought it back to to expressions and sayings. Strong suit, uh, I feel like, is another one that probably wouldn't make a lot of sense translated. This next one, I feel like, could enjoy success across cultures. Yeah. Peace, joy, pancake. Yeah. Peace, joy, pancakes. That's just I'm that's on board just a with that. good. That's that's a campaign slogan. <laughs> I'd vote for that person. If someone, if a if a politician had just terrible policies and like really just was a bad bad person but they promised me flapjacks every week for free yeah hmm, be a toughie i'm running on a, a three-tiered campaign <laughs> the three pillars of my campaign peace we're gonna we're gonna restore peace great uh joy everybody's gonna have a good time pancakes that's it really really pancakes is the sort of the cornerstone to achieving these other two. We're going to achieve peace and joy mm-hmm. by proliferating pancakes throughout the world. Nathan Yaffe, the, the pancake president. I, I want to be the first pancake president. <laughs> Not just because you're very flat. <laughs> okay, the second pancake president after <laughs> our flattest president. Uh, flat Zachary, what? what? What were you going to say? Your son is better. I was just going to say Zachary Taylor. <laughs> Zachary Taylor, the United States' flattest president. <laughs> America's flattest president. Is America ready for a, two, a wholly two-dimensional president? <laughs> a president that can be mailed to different states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are good. These are very fun. I Yeah, are we, are we supposed to guess what they could mean? Like, what, what situation you would use that expression for? I did a little research after previewing this email, um, just to see if we were being befuddled. Uh-huh. And and Yo is a, a true hero and an honest friend, and they have not befuddled us. These are actually real. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I looked up, I did not look up the other ones, but I looked up the I Believe I Spider one, because I think that one's my favorite. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and it translates, the, the German is Ich glaub ich spin, which I believe is like, you know, I think I'm spinning, kind of. It's like, I'm going crazy. But I guess in... Germany, they've got weird spiders that are just constantly freaking out on the dance floor. Yeah. And are just constantly busting it, just busting crazy moves. I haven't been to Germany, but it's weird that more people don't talk about the fact that all of their spiders are just fucking killing it on some cardboard. Just like all their spiders are crazy little beat boys. In my younger days, when I was dragged to the club by by friends and others okay i met a a person named spider oh okay did they try to sell you drugs from the future um no i think i think they were they were just friends with the bouncer okay and they had a lot of tattoos did they have a spider web tattoo you know they might have but i i didn't notice specific tattoos i just thought it was very cool that i had met a human being named spider no nathan did you try to exchange money for a mini disc with information on the secrets of the matrix with spider i considered it mm-hmm. i had recently rewatched the matrix at the time and so i was considering getting involved but you didn't want to accidentally you didn't want to accidentally um end up in a situation where you lose your mouth I like eating and talking and and all of the stuff that the mouth is for. Right. And just the the idea of of risking at all the possibility that that I might have my mouth turn into skin. Mhm. 
And then someone will put a robot spider in your belly. Probably spider himself. Probably spider himself. Yeah, spider probably turncoat. So yeah, I just I just went along with my business. I believe I spider. I believe I believe he's spider. <laughs> is it just me or is everyone spider these days, Nathan? <laughs> Seems like the whole world's gone spider. <laughs> I like that this weird cuz in America, maybe we got scarier spiders over here. I don't know what the spider situation in Germany is. Maybe you only got like real doofy ones. <laughs> so I live in California and they're just black widows around just chilling in crevices and and dank passageways and like i have to be weary and wary one of those two words (laughs) well you're weary from being wary all the time exactly (laughs) from the constant watch of watching out for spiders but maybe in in germany you just have like real fat dumb spiders that are like oof give me that pretzel (laughs) spiders that just love pretzels (laughs) i'm hungry I'm just imagining like an Oktoberfest table, <laughs> yeah, where where it's a it's a there's the big table with all the people around it, and then on top of that table there's a little table with a bunch of spiders with little spider sized steins, and <laughs> they drink their spider cider. Yes, of they're course. drinking spider cider, and it's a fun. <laughs> I love the spider cider. Is what they say. <laughs> what a whimsical country you live in. What a whimsical land. Uh, and yeah, that must make sense because like. When you're a spider and you get a little drunk, you've got eight legs to contend with, so you're going to be spinning around and falling everywhere. So that expression makes sense. Yeah, if, if your spiders are drunk all the time, it for sure makes sense. <laughs> They're just like constantly getting in your schnitzel. Uh, Kawa, were there any more expressions? There's one more expression. This is actually uh, Yo's favorite expression. Oh, please. Closed seal, dead monkey. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> <laughs> That's just someone who forgot to poke air holes in their in their monkey crate that they were shipping. <laughs> oh shit. I think that one means like sorry, we already we already signed off on this. Like you already signed the contract. It's not my fault that the monkey's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you ordered an execution of this monkey. <laughs> we can't unkill the monkey. I'm sorry. The monkey stole my famous Stein. I love yeah. So you've got you've got real chill spiders, and then just like monkeys that must be dealt with. <laughs> Most people don't know that in Germany, monkeys are tried as adults, <laughs> and also humans. <laughs> Dunstan checks in with a bit of much darker film in Germany, mm. because they don't they there shouldn't be monkeys in Germany to begin with. So when one gets there, they're like, no, thank you. Zero tolerance towards those those terrible apes. Well, Nathan, I feel like Yo has given us uh, a lot to chew on. Do, do we do we have any drawing ideas based on Yo's suggestions? I mean, maybe I'm going spider, but I can't really think of anything. Spite spider cider. Spider cider is just a good product. It's just a good thing I want to enjoy. We haven't done a fake product. There was that. There was that Prongles picture that was going around. Oh, and everyone yeah. was like, "Did you guys make this?" I'm like, "No, Cards Against Humanity made that." And it's very. I'm very flattered that you would think that we made Prongles, but no. It was a, a whole team of comedic and talented individuals. One day we could make. We need to find our prongles, though, Nathan. We need to. Right. We need to find our prongles. Spider cider is that like one of those? Is it like a tequila where there's a spider in it? You know how tequilas, good tequilas, have the worm at the oh, bottom. Oh yeah, of it? but it's just it's just a hard cider that also has a, a a spider in it. Now that's good because I think that cider has had kind of like a hard time marketing itself as a as an adult. Uh, masculine presenting beverage, if you will. I think um, you you see a lot of uh, attempts at it, but maybe maybe if we started putting bugs in there, that yeah, would be the put ticket. some put some bugs in your drinks. Mm-hmm. I was at a um, a gift shop because I went to like a national park over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a national park, but just a park, uh, and they were selling. You know how gift shops will sell those lollipops that have like a scorpion inside of them. Oh, yeah. That's like a museum thing. Yeah. It's a real museum thing. And I, I think that maybe we could capitalize on that a little more in the uh, in the beverage sector. Let's put some let's put some scary stuff in our drinks. Yeah. Drinking stuff's too relaxing. Mm-hmm. I want to be I want to be worried while I'm drinking. Well, we, we already started this train a little bit with uh, lighting drinks on fire. Oh, yeah. I think that's a step in the right direction. For sure. And like. You know, you'll put like a little plastic sword in a drink, mm-hmm. 
Put a full-size sword in there. Put a full-size metal sword in your drink. Try and lick your drink without uh, without cutting your tongue. Put a full ceremonial ruby dagger in your Mai Tai, is all I'm saying. Don't hold, yeah, and let it float in there. You gotta sip around it. Don't use a straw. Don't be a wimp. <laughs> I would love a, a, a dagger that's also a straw, though. Oh, a sharp straw. Sharp straws. Sharp straws! Oh, Nathan, now we're on to something. Now we're on drinks pro. Give it up. I'm so tired of, like, s- normal sipping. Yeah, it's so easy. Tired of easy mode. Easy mode drinking is over. It's time for hard mode drinking, challenge mode. Number one, what's the hardest thing to drink? Food. <laughs> <laughs> Solids. <laughs> Just person trying to trying to drink a steak. <laughs> drink this steak, you baby. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you wanted some apple juice in a juice box. There's some Capri Suns over there if you want one. Just drink this steak, you chunts. What's wrong with you? This is a tough bar. This is the tough bar. This is the bar for pros. (laughs) Take that weak baby drinking stuff elsewhere. This is for pro slurpers only. We don't have any glasses that aren't jagged at the end. 1080 no slurp. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, bottomless glass You have Whoa. to drink it real fast Before the, the beverage falls out the bottom Sips Pro, that's my name They, they know me around here I love the idea of a pro drinking bar mm-hmm. or it, Yeah, maybe Because, you know, there are so many Juice trends There's like juice bars mm-hmm. It's mostly just juice bars Like smoothies were big for a while I guess like my, you know like and then people will go through a phase with teas, but no, they, I feel like there hasn't been enough innovation in the actual drinking sector, and I I, I want to bring that to the table. So yeah, we got a lot of great ideas off of how to uh, how to amp amp up your your drinking game. Yeah, but um, Nathan, we got one more suggestion I want to get to before we wrap it up and figure out what it is we need to draw. Let's do it. We ask people, in addition to uh, sending suggestions to our email address, which is wswdshow at gmail.com, we also uh, ask people to leave us iTunes reviews with suggestions baked into those. Uh, If you want to get your suggestion right on the show, one of the ways you can do it is uh, leave us a five-star iTunes review and uh, attach your suggestion to your your comment. So I'm going to read this one from Super Best Draw Friends. Oh. They left a very, very nice review. Uh, I'm going to cut to the, the ending where they where they recommend a, a drawing suggestion for us. Okay. Uh, and they say, uh, as a drawing suggestion, how about, what do you guys think the old decommissioned mascots for cereals and stuff like that are doing now? I like this a lot. This is very good. It's like an island of, of lost toys for for the, the cereal mascots that no longer exist. Who's your favorite uh, departed mascot, Nathan? I miss the Cocoa Krispies monkey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a monkey that was ordered dead because the <laughs> Snap Cracker Pop guys, they came in there and they said, Krispies are our domain. This monkey must be dealt with. I'm sorry. This monkey is, he's cuckoo for Krispies. <laughs> and that's not what we want. If these were Cocoa Puffs, I'd be fine. But no, these are Krispies. You can't be cuckoo for Krispies. He's fully spider. These fall under our jurisdiction. <laughs> I, I snap crackle and pop do seem German to me. They seem like <laughs> like they European in a way. Yeah. I just feel like in America we don't have like I I feel like gnomes and dwarves and and elves. Are they elves? Um Holy shit. Are they elves? Like, are they el- I mean they do they have the pointy ears? I'm pretty sure they got pointy ears and they're diminutive. So like I think they're elves or leprechauns or something adjacent they're, like that. There's some there's some sort of fey creature. Well, maybe. All right, let's think about what they are. I think they're like wheat sprites. Yeah, they're they're, <laughs> they're rice sprites because they only oh, they only yeah. deal with the the puffed rice cereals. Yes, the rice sprites. Is it would they be sprites or would they be some? I'm trying to think of this uh, official uh, taxonomy for these. Are include... they uh, sprites? Pixies? Um, just uh, uh, rice wraiths. Wraiths. Interesting. Yeah, ra- maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Curse those rice wraiths. They stole our favorite monkey away. Nathan, in addition to um Coco, the the Coco Krispies monkey, who was murdered in a back alley. Um, I feel like Wendell 
the Cinnamon Toast Crunch mascot, he just kind of disappeared one day. Oh, he's he's for sure dead. He's for sure. I don't think he was murdered. I think maybe he just died naturally of old age. Do you remember that contest they had? I'm remembering this now. There was a contest they had where you could attend Wendell's funeral. Yeah. Only a certain amount of uh, there. Like you could win a ticket in a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> To, of course, attend Wendell's uh, (laughs) cinnamon and sugar blasted funeral. (laughs) They embalmed him with cinnamon and sugar. Father Randy can give a real moving sermon at a funeral, but can he see why kids love cinnamon toast crunch? (laughs) I I wish you would sit down. I'm trying to deliver a eulogy. Wrong, idiot. It's because (laughs) of all the cinnamon sugar swirls covering every bite. This is not the time nor the place to be... (laughs) Preaching the benefits of cinnamon and sugar. <laughs> well, I know that Wendell in life would have enjoyed that. I think now calls for a moment of solace and reflection about his life. You know, he did a lot of stuff other than make cinnamon toast crunch. He helped out at a lot of orphanages. He was a uh, uh, Wendell was a good guy. He huh? was a celebrated marathon runner. So yeah, so Wendell we think just probably got old and died. Yeah. Um, the monkey was for sure executed. Executed by. Uh, at the behest or by hand by the the rice crispy, uh, the the rice wraiths as we're right, calling the them. rice wraiths. Do they each the, do their names represent their powers? Snap, crackle, and pop. Probably mm-hmm. just like what they can do to your bones. I guess. Yeah, Th- those must not be their true names. They must have like Rumpelstiltskin esque names, and they they made these names up as their sort of way of protecting themselves. Because I think if you ever say. Their true names, they they lose their powers and and they must flee from you. <laughs> well, that was the commercial for a while. Is it was a, a mischievous kid being like, "I know your true names," and they're like, "Foolish child, you could never." And then the kid says their names, and then they all just like blast beams of light out of their mouths, uh, and, and like rice krispies are just pouring everywhere as they die. Yeah, that was I like that one. It was that was the first. Yeah, so the 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 snap, crackle, and pop we see in ads now are not the original ones. No, no, no. Well, maybe they've been regenerated. Maybe like somebody restored them. Somebody placed uh, the original, the mother kernels, uh, on the altar of snap, crackle, and pop, and revived them. I think that could be the answer. Are there any other mascots, Nathan, that have, have been lost to time? Um, Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp has gone through, uh, many iterations of mascots, it seems. Now it seems to just be a wolf. Right. I remember there was, like, a burglar. There was a burglar and a dog, uh, and then, I think we've discussed this before, they got combined into a wolf. I don't know yeah, if it's when you combine burglar. a burglar and a dog, according to according to serial science, you get a wolf. <laughs> you get one wolf. It does seem like they did away with all of the uh, criminal. It, it, well, no, it seemed they did away with criminals. They did away with apes, and they did away with old men. Yeah, well, I would argue that Snap, Crackle, and Pop are for sure criminals, but they're, mm-hmm. you know, they just have good PR. Yeah, you can't prove anything. Yeah, I just want one. I want to. I want them to bring back, like. Bad boys. I want a serial bad boy. I want some crime cereal. I want to feel guilty about the cereal I'm eating because I should. Mm-hmm. Because it's mostly sugar. Right. Oh, I like that. Maybe it is like guilt flakes. Guilty bits. It's the new cereal that you shouldn't eat because it is it's bad for you. And maybe the maybe the mascot is a priest. <laughs> and he's saying, I'll pray for you. Because like, you're sinning right now. I like a, a cereal where the mascot is different on uh on every box. On every box, yeah. <laughs> Mascotios. <laughs> a different mascot on every box. <laughs> the cereal's bad because we spent all our money on graphic designers. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That would be, speaking of prongles, that would be a good, like, actual life prank to do. Yeah. Go to a grocery store and replace cereal boxes with fake mascots that are slightly different. Mm-hmm. Or just fully different. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the benefit of this is, what the punchline of it is, other than just, like, a mild annoyance. <laughs> I mean, it goes back to what I was saying, which is just, like, 
kind of lying to people with a straight face is my favorite type of humor. I mean, that's that's basically what we did with our with our map, with our grocery store map. That's which, true. By the way, mm-hmm. that that's been one of my favorite ones. Just the response we got is true. I think like it's going to be another year, and my brain is going to fully have collapsed to the degree where I think that Wilson Titley is a real grocery store, and I hope that we've tricked other people into thinking that too. I just want a Shazam scenario mm-hmm. where people will be like, "Wilson Titley's a real grocery store," and someone would be like, "No, it isn't." I want like a Berenstein Berenstain sort of thing to come from that. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, to to enter to enter the so, the cultural subconscious. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there, please just Photoshop Wilson Titley onto a Harris Teeter, um, and just like really help help us uh, propagate this lie, if you would. Yes, because it's, it's help, a harmless lie. Help us lie. lie to the world. There's yeah. so many bad lies. Let's do some fun lies for let's once. Just okay? do, let's do a fun lie for once. Huh? <laughs> let's lie, let's do just some good, clean, harmless lying. <laughs> Nobody's going to go to jail for this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, one last serial idea, and then I think it's time to wrap up, Nathan. Okay. Just Tony the Tiger, same as always, but he's just saying, fuck, they're great. <laughs> it's the same box because he says like they're great and it's uh, there's a little word bubble on the frosted flakes and the frosted flakes cinnamon blasted frosted flakes but we modify the box ever so slightly so it just says fuck they're great fuck they're great fuck they're great <laughs> <laughs> um again mom if you're listening uh sorry <laughs> Sorry for the swears. <laughs> I'm really into this idea. <laughs> It'd be an easy drawing to make for this week. Yeah, well, no, well, we need to, like, put it in a cereal aisle. I think that's the ultimate form of this. Mm-hmm. Is that what are other cereal cusses we could do? What's a cereal cuss we could... Okay, so what? So we've got... Um... we got Tony the Tiger... Dropping that big f bomb. Okay, let me let's look up some cereals. Mm-hmm. What about Lucky Charms? It just says like, like eat my whole ass. That's less clever. <laughs> uh, just yeah, keep it definitely whole ass. It's 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 Cheerios, but instead of instead of uh, Cheerios, it's it's buttholes. <laughs> It just says buttholes. It just says but. It just says uh, yeah. It says. <laughs> it just says cat buttholes. It's roughly the size. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Uh, honey, honey scrotums of oats. Mm-hmm. Great. Honey, honey bunches of scrotes. Perfect. Just like slide it in there. Just yeah, no just slide it in there. Mm-hmm. Put it in like two two boxes back so that nobody no- notices it right away. I mean, can we just do the strong suits comic? <laughs> Absolutely. I think that we'll maybe we can save um, serial interference for um, a redemption episode because I do I do still like that idea. Or hey, if you wanna if you wanna hack some serial aisles, oh that'd be fun. Be our guest. Um, we'll, we're gonna sit on that one for this week. Do you wanna do? Yeah, we'll just do strong suits. That one's so nice and clean. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like uh, pro-drinking pro challenges as well, but Strong Suits is just such a... That was such a good email. It's so pure. Um, cool. Yeah, that's a fun one. This was an easy decision. Thank you again, um, Alex H., for your wonderful suggestion, and to everyone else for, for writing in. Uh, again, if you would like to email us a suggestion, you can do it at wswdshow at gmail.com, or you can tweet it to us at wswdpod, or... You can leave us uh, a suggestion on iTunes or, or, or in addition, you could send me an actual physical piece of mail at oh, my yeah. new P.O. box, which is uh, Caldwell Tanner, 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, California, 90027. One last time, 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, that's F-E-L-I-Z, California, 90027. Um, any of those ways to get in contact with us and tell us what it is that we must draw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, Nathan, this was a, this was a great up. I, I'm very excited. Uh, is there anything else we need to let people know about? Um, 
Uh, my Twitter is at, at Nathan Yaffe. Um, I'm at Caldy. Oh, hey, in the meantime, um, if you don't already, uh, our friends Murph and Emily have a TV show that's on TV oh, right now yeah. called Hot Date. Uh, and it's super funny. You can get the whole thing on Amazon. You should check that out. We also have a podcast that I do with them called 8-Bit Book Club, which is fun. It's it's really good. They're they're two of the funniest people I have the pleasure of knowing. And um, I'm so excited for all the cool stuff they're going to make. Hard agree. Um, so check those out if you run out of delightful content from us to watch and listen to. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors. And Nathan? Yeah. I think I know what we should draw. Cornflakes. Damn it! <laughs> it's very good. There's a cock right on the box. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bye. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>